Uh, let's turn in our Bibles tonight to 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. We're going to look at this chapter. I do not have a title for my sermon. I never do. I'm terrible at that. These guys didn't uh, beat me up about it, but John would have, uh, yeah, he would have let me have it. So you guys make up a title, whatever sounds good. Let the Spirit lead you. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We'll start off, we'll read uh, the first 12 verses and then we'll have a word of prayer and get into the message tonight. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 1. It says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let, until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned, who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So we're going to look at these verses, and we'll emphasize uh, you know, some key verses here as we go through this. Let's pray before we begin and just ask for God to bless. Lord, we come to you one more time and just ask for your blessing upon your word tonight. God, I thank you for the truth. I thank you for the preservation of the scriptures that we know it's is accurate, Lord God, without error. We believe that. We trust that tonight. God, help us as we read the Bible and study it. Whatever you have for us, Lord, reveal that tonight. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so starting off in verse number one, Paul talks to them about uh, really the, the, the fact that Jesus Christ is coming. And then in verse number two, he talked about them not being soon shaken in their mind, troubled, and that they shouldn't believe a lie. So... What is evident here is that uh, this, this church at Thessalonica, which was made up mainly of, the, of Greeks, it wasn't the Jewish people, I'm sure there were some Jews in this crowd, but it was mainly the Greeks, Paul had delivered this message to them. 
And one thing that we know in history about the Greeks is that uh, they believe in many, many gods. They're polytheistic is what they, what they call themselves. They have a god for almost everything. Um, you know, Greek mythology, I'm sure, even if you don't know that much about it, you do understand that they believed in all different kinds of gods. So as Paul brings this message about the one true God, uh, he brought a message of hope to these people. Because really, the Greeks did not have a very good view of uh, the afterlife. It was Hades, and I mean, they had to do certain things, and maybe you could get to a spot where it wasn't that bad. But for the most part, all of them would just spend their life doomed. It was not a good end for them. So Paul brought this message about Jesus. Now, somewhere between 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians, the, the congregation was a little confused, a little worried. Uh, it seems as if maybe they thought Christ had already come back and they missed it. But whatever they were thinking here, Paul is trying to really bring them back to, you know, to the truth and say, this is the truth. So then he kind of revealed to them what is going to happen uh, before Christ even returns. And he talks about that man of sin. He talks about the Antichrist. We're not going to get into that tonight because that's just that's a, that's a big study and we won't make it through it. But he did reveal all these things. So there are certain things that I want to consider tonight about really the end days. And, uh, you know, for us, it's possible for any one of us to be deceived on certain things in the Word of God. You know, it's possible for me, if I'm not careful, that I would believe a lie. And then, you know, as I think about this world, and we're going to really look at this, uh, the last few verses, God, the, Paul talked about people that reject the truth, God is actually going to deliver them over to believe this great delusion, right? To where they're, they, and when I look at the world today, and we'll go through some of this, I mean, they're delusional. And I don't say that in a judgmental way and in a funny way, but I am telling you, if you know anything about what people are believing in today, it's delusion. And the Bible tells us about it. Why? Because they don't believe the truth. And because they don't believe the truth, the only thing else to believe in is a lie. You know, whenever Paul wrote this, he, it, he probably didn't even foresee some of the things that we're experiencing in our day. Sin has always been around. Uh, you know, man is wicked. They do wicked things. But the, the level of really just craziness in our society, what they accept, what they, you know, look at as, as, as bad and view negative, I mean, it's completely turned around. Our culture is, here in America especially, there's great delusion because they do not hold to the truth. And, you know, as a Christian and as a believer and as, as, a, as a man who, who, you know, would teach and preach, I have to be careful that I don't start accepting some of these delusions and, and bringing them into the church. And, you know, as I think about it, and I, and I know they're not necessarily all churches that we would really truly consider a church, but people that do read the Bible and, and, and you know, preach from, a, from the Word of God, they're accepting what culture is really telling them they have to accept now and saying this is the way we have to go because if I preach against this, this is hateful. This is, and, and, and that's how people view it now. Um, before I move on with this, look at uh, verse number 10 again with me. He talked about, he said, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, talking about them that don't know the truth. These are those who are really destined to hell right now. They're, they're going to perish. 
He said, because they received not the love of the truth. You know, the truth is not a bad thing. People, they, it's crazy because they, they want to change truth to whatever they feel like it is. Um, I, I do watch random videos of, you know, people that just, sometimes they're, they're, they're crazy. This, uh, this person was talking to this math teacher, and they said that math is racist. Because two plus two doesn't always need to be four. What if you want it to be five? And like legit, I mean, with straight face, this le- and she believes it for whatever reason, that it's racist for me to say two plus two has to be four. You know what the problem is? They don't want to accept an absolute truth. They want to say whatever I feel like it is, is what it needs to be. And you know, that's, here's the, here's the whole thing. This antichrist that's going to come, he's going to exalt himself like he is God. He's going to be worshipped like he is God. And people are going to just fall all over him. And he's going to do these signs and these wonders that people are just going to say, this has to be a man of God. This has to be him. And I'm telling you, the majority of the world is going to turn and believe in this antichrist. He's going to deceive many people. And you say, well, how do we get there? Well, we get there by turning away from truth. When we turn away from truth, when our country is turning away from the truth, you see exactly how it's playing out right now. You know, the level of, of, and and like I said, we'll go over some things, the level of, of acceptance, it blows my mind. And you know, sometimes when I hear about these things, maybe I do laugh a little, but it's sad. The deception that is in people's hearts and minds today. And all I can say is, the devil is really good at what he's doing. And, you know, he knows his days are numbered. He knows his days are going to end. And I want to tell you, church, no matter what this world says, I want to stand on God's word. This is absolute right here. People don't like it. And by the way, we don't have to be hateful and mean. I believe that we should speak the truth in love. The Bible tells us that. But never be ashamed for believing in what God said, because God is the creator. God is the one who has established what truth is, and that will never change. But as the world just, it gets crazier and crazier, I'm telling you, I, I will drive by places where, you know, there's a house of worship, and they will have signs out about, you know, accepting everybody, all this L- LGBTQ stuff. And does the Bible, what, what does the Bible say about you know, they're going to they're gonna put it in your face and say, you're not loving if you don't accept this. <laughs> That's not true. It's not true. And we'll, and we'll look at that. We'll go over some things. So as this church was uh, really struggling here, in verse 2, Paul told them that ye be not soon shaken in mind. Paul said, I don't want you to start veering off the path. Don't let, don't let the, the, the influence, these voices around you, shake you. You know, and, and, he, and he told them that it was in their mind. The devil is very good at working in our thoughts. The devil is very good at making things look like, you know what, I think that might be true. In the Bible, the, the, it tells us that he can transform himself into an angel of light. What does that mean? It means that he's very good at making it look like this is good, this is the way we should go in. The devil isn't always putting things in our face that we are just so blatant that we, you know, I know that's not true. 
He does it with little deceptions. And here's the dangerous thing. Once you start rejecting the truth, you are going to open up your mind to all kinds of delusion. I believe that. Why do I believe that? Because God said that. And also, I believe that because you can see it in our culture. You know, I don't know. We, we have no idea how, how long it will be before the Lord will return. Paul was convinced that it could have happened in his day. And I'm convinced that it could happen in our day. You know, I think that we're close. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's going to get even worse. I have no idea. But, you know, as a church, really it's our responsibility to speak the truth. Did you know that if we just let things go by and we don't say anything about it, we're not obeying God. We should stand up for truth, even if it means that we're going to suffer for it. We've gotten away from this concept of saying, this is right, let's go in this way, and what everybody else, it doesn't really matter. You know, sometimes people look at you like that and say, man, you're just... You're so religious and so crazy. and you. No, we're not. I mean, we have the truth. And it's our responsibility to say, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. But the world's going to teach you, no, you can't say that's right. You can't say that's wrong. You can't tell your child that. Let's look in. Uh, hold your place here because we'll come back. But turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 with me real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Man, I can never turn these pages. I think I need to use a different Bible here. There we go. First Corinthians chapter 1, and start, uh, let's start reading verse number 17. This is Paul writing to this church here. He said, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Isn't that a true statement? People think that we're fools. The ones that don't know Christ think that we're foolish. But then read on, it says, But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. That's God speaking and saying that he is going to destroy the wisdom of the wise. He's saying that all these people study and have all this wisdom, or think they do, and God destroys that because his word is true. And then he said, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? You know what? The world thinks we're foolish, but I'll tell you what. The world's foolish because they're turning away from the true one. The one who has all the answers. But they think we're crazy sometimes. And then he said, for after... That in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So what was God's answer to these people that have all the answers in life? They're wise in their own minds. Preaching. The preaching of the word of God. That is, that's the answer. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to preach to the world the truth. His message. 
Verse 22, it says, For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. You know, as I was studying this about uh, 2 Thessalonians, thinking about the Greeks, they really did put a lot of uh, stock in wisdom. We, you know, we say wisdom. They, uh, you know, they taught about all their false gods. They taught about all their ideas. And, I mean, it was crazy nonsense for the most part. But they were very much into wisdom. They sought after wisdom. And I'm telling you today, there are people who claim to be very wise, to have all these answers, and I can't help but scratch my head and think, how did you even get a degree? How can you even teach somebody the nonsense that's coming out of your mouth? I just, I don't get it. But, then in verse 23, he said, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks... Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because of the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. You know, a lot of people put a lot of, uh, a lot of stock in these, these people that went to college, and they have this degree, and they studied, you know, people and human behavior and all these things, and, and they think, man, this is an expert. They have to know all the answers. They don't. God does. And until someone realizes that God is the answer, I mean, they're lost. They're, they're in darkness. They're blinded. You know, as we, we try to reach people, we really need to see them as God sees them. As somebody that the Lord wants to deliver. Somebody that God wants to save. And we preach his message to them. I've seen preachers who get on certain things and they hate certain sins and they pretty much hate the sinner for it i know that happens that's not god's message god's message is to deliver god's message is not to destroy people but to save people as god's people we don't stand up here arrogantly and say i have all the answers because i don't but i can tell you that god has all the answers and i'm not ashamed to say that if god calls it right it's right if god said it's wrong it's wrong if God calls it an abomination, we should not behave that way. That's not how we should act. In our day and age, and, I, and, and you know, as, as we talk about some of these things, I won't get too much into detail, but really just thinking about, for a moment, the LGBTQ movement. I mean, it's a fairly, uh, it's fairly new. It's, it's, it's pretty young. Not, I mean, there was definitely some a little further back. But I was reading that in uh, 1968, there was this, this church, if you want to call it a church, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but it has church in its name. Uh, they really took this on to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to reach out to the gay community around us, and we're going we're gonna to accept it. We're going to have a church where they feel welcome, and where we just, you know, we, we're not going to judge them for that. Now, as I talk about this, I'm careful because... Once again, our end goal is to get people to Jesus. It's to get them to understand the truth. It's not just to bash somebody over the head and say, you're wicked, you're terrible, how bad you are. No, it's to say there's hope in Jesus. Our sins are great. Our sins are, are against God, but there's hope in Jesus Christ. That's the message. So, you know, once again, and, and, and by the way, some people are very good at twisting this. To make us almost feel like I'm bad for preaching against this. But it's not, it's not wrong because 
God is against it. So if God's against it, it's okay to stand up and say this is wrong. Until a person realizes they're a sinner, they can't come to Jesus Christ for salvation. If you think there's nothing wrong in your life, why would you need a Savior? So why would I open something up and say everything you do is okay because God loves everybody and sin is not that big of a deal. Sin is a big deal. Sin put Jesus Christ on the cross. Sin caused him to be beaten for ours, for the things that we've done. It caused him to wear a crown of thorns. It caused the blood to flow down Christ. He died for sin. Sin's a big deal. We don't say sin's not a big deal, but we say that Jesus Christ is greater than our sin. And he can forgive those things. So once again, we got to be careful how we approach these things. So talking about this, this community church that they had, um, they responded that they were simply looking for a church where they felt welcome. The pastor wrote, we are not a gay church. We worship God like anybody else, and the fact that we're gay has very little to do with it. I mean, that's wicked, right? I think we could all agree that's wicked, a wicked thinking, wicked thought process. That's not right. It's not right to say, that's all right. I'm just going to come however I want to come. The Lord, it doesn't matter. You know, I think sometimes, and, and with everything in life, you can kind of get off on the right or the left hand. But I think sometimes, especially nowadays, people treat church like it's really not that big of a deal. It's not that big a deal. I come to church, we worship God, do our singing, and it's over. I tell you what, when you come to church, you're in the presence of God. In a way that is not like when you're at your house. It, it's not. Because God said when the church assembles, he is there with us in a special way, in a different way. To speak to us, to move. So if I treat it like it's every other thing out there, like when I go to a ball game or whatever it is, I think that I am disrespecting the Lord. I think that he should be honored. And the fact that somebody would say, hey, we're just coming to church, and it's not that we're a gay church, we're just gay and we're in church. They treat it like it's nothing. It's no big deal. That's wrong. That's wrong. It's wrong for us to think that way, because what God calls holy matters. You know, sometimes... When I read in the Bible, and, and I even, like, sometimes when I read it and, and I see a story, and it, this just popped in my mind. When they were moving the Ark of the Covenant, do you remember when Uriah touched it and God killed him? <laughs> like, when I read that, I'm thinking, man, he, I don't think he meant to disrespectful. He was just, you know. But David did it wrong. Why? Because he put it on a cart. You say, is that big a deal? It meant something to God, didn't it? God took his life. You see, what God said is holy and separate, and, and, and we should treat it like that. And not like it's just everything else in this world. This same uh, pastor of the church, I, I mean, I, I can't call him a pastor, but this, this person who was preaching, so-called, uh, he helped organize public events. At one of the rallies, they were holding signs that read, The Lord is my shepherd, and he knows I'm gay. Listen to me, I mean, I, I know that a lot of you in this room, you hear things and you, you know what's going on in our world. It's only getting worse. I mean, this right here, compared to where people are at right now in our day and age, this is nothing. This is nothing. Nowadays, 
And see, once again, this is where people want to replace God, and they make themselves their own God, pretty much. That's that spirit of Antichrist. People nowadays, they say, and, and we all know this gender debate, it's, it's crazy. But they don't just say, hey, I get to decide what I am. Am I a man, a woman? It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll pick what I want. There are people taking their three, four-year-old children and saying, ah, I don't know if they're a girl or a boy yet. They're going to decide. I'm going to let them decide. I watched a video. This mom was just so excited that her son decided he wanted to be a girl, age four. He's wearing dresses. He loves glitter. It's not a he. She calls him a she now. That's delusion. Delusion in such a way that I'm telling you, even, and I'm not that old, but when I was a boy, this, they didn't talk like that. So just in the last, you know, 30 years, we're really turning in a direction that is, I don't, I don't even understand it. But I'm going to tell you this, when you turn away from the truth, God will give you over to great delusion. You don't think it's true? Look at our world. So now they have these, you know, these kids that they get to decide whatever they want to be. And you can decide whenever you want to be. And I, and, and listen, they, I'm telling you, they, they push it down our throat like I have to accept this. There's no other option. This is how it is. They make it where you can set up your uh, Outlook email to have it to where it recognizes if you say a word that it thinks is inappropriate. For instance, manpower. It has the word man in it. You can't say manpower. What about the women? I mean, it's true. It really is. And it's, it's crazy because when you set it up, it'll flag those words and say, hey, you should change it. We are living in this delusional society that everybody's just accepting. Who's standing up and saying, and I'm telling you, there are people standing up, and there are people that aren't even necessarily saved that look at this and think, what's wrong with you guys? I watch certain things where people, you know, they debate, and they're respectful when they do it. And they get these people tied up in their words, and they make them look like fools. And instead of them admitting, hey, you're right, that makes no sense, they just keep going with it. Ah, I shouldn't talk to you right now. You're, you're kind of being hateful. Well, how am I hateful? Because uh, you're just the way you're talking to me. So they just spin it like I'm hateful. So as we, and, and, and really, when I, when I thought about this message tonight, it's not just to make fun of all these things. It's to let us know that as we, as God's people and as God's church, we still have the commandment to preach the gospel. But as we do it to this world, it's only getting crazier and crazier. And we got to really be, we got to be grounded in the truth and not be swept away. Just like Paul told these people, don't be so soon shaken in your mind. Stand in the truth, just what I've taught you, what I've preached to you. I want to tell you tonight, what you've accepted as God's word and truth, don't go away from it just because the world gets a little crazy. We want to keep preaching his message. You know, as the world just becomes delusional, we got to stand up and say, this is the truth. We have to be that voice of reason. I think that God has called us all to that. Um... So at, at my work, they do this, this message time that's on Thursdays where they talk about inclusion and diversity. And uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, this guy, he, he, got in, he got this PowerPoint presentation 
Oh, it was interesting because he did not go in the direction they wanted him to. He went the opposite. It was good. He, uh, he started talking about, like, he showed us this picture of a dog, right? And he, like, he was asking us questions about the dog. And you're looking at the dog on the screen. And then he said, this is a man. And he's got this dog outfit on. Uh, he, like, made some modifications to his face. He lives in this costume. I mean, showed the video of him, like, laying on the floor like a dog. And it was weird. This guy wants to be recognized as a dog. I'm a dog. I'm not a human. I'm a dog. See, once it could just be, hey, we accept all, you know, the gays. It's fine. Let's accept it. Then it's, hey, we're going to accept you can be whatever you want to be. A boy, girl, doesn't matter. Figure out when you want. Now I'm going to say you're a dog. And I had to accept that, right? Because that's what people say. You're a dog. Where's it going to end? People need the truth now more than they've ever needed. Our society is falling apart. Do you know what the answer is? I'm, I'm going to tell you what they're going to say the answer is. Just love everybody and accept them for the way they are. I will agree you should love people. But I'm not just going to accept whatever they say. I'm not going to recognize you as a dog. If you're a man, I don't have to say you're a woman. Why? Because God made you. He's the one who designed you. You can't just say, I'm going to change it. It doesn't work that way. People say it works that way. It does not work that way. We may get to a place where all of the things that we stand on in God's word, they're going to say, you can't preach this anymore because it's just too harsh. You're saying these things and it hurt my feelings. You're saying these things and it makes me feel bad about myself. But I want to tell you what, today when I felt guilty about my sin, that was the best day ever because I turned to Christ. They want to rid the guilt, get rid of the guilt. Don't make me feel bad for what I do. If you don't feel bad, you'll never come to Jesus. That's why it's important that we preach the word of God. You say, well, oh man, this message is just too tough. I'm telling you, if you don't give them the truth, they'll never come to Jesus. You can't just open up church doors and say, we accept everything the way it is, and we're not going to preach against it. No, preach the Bible. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it offends people. Sometimes people think that you're preaching hate. But if I don't preach you the truth, then I truly don't love you. You know that? You know how these people say that we should love and accept everybody? If you let people go in their delusions and say, I'm a dog and I'm going to live my life like a dog, I don't care for that person at all. I just let them go on. Do whatever you want. That's fine. No, they're going to die in their sins and go to hell because they don't believe the truth. The, tree, the, the, the truth points us to Jesus. We can't just get away from this. Somebody told me, and I don't remember who this person was. They were at work, but they said that, uh, like, their grandkids' school, they had, like, a table where the kids could act like dogs. So they could get up on the table. They would put food in a bowl. They would let the kids eat out of this bowl. And they think it's funny, you know, let's play with it. It's not, though. I mean, but only because of the way the world is right now. When I was a kid, you know, you played whatever, cops and robbers. That was good, cops and robbers. I never said, hey, let me, let me be a dog. <laughs> let me be a cat. Let me. I don't get it. But I'm telling you, we have the answer today. We have the answer, and it's the word of God. And we now more than ever had to stand up for the truth. And as it gets more and more and more challenging, 
I want to I tell you what Paul told them. Don't be soon shaken in mind or be troubled. You know what he told them? He said, you're hearing all these things about Christ and his return, but I told you the truth. Go back to the truth. Don't be soon shaken. You know, sometimes it's easy. When, especially when you think about, you know, it's easy to stand up in here. I hope everybody agrees with me tonight. If not, I'm sorry. But when I go to work tomorrow, though, guess what? 95% of the people are going to disagree with me. There might be those 5%. And, and the ones that do agree, they're pretty quiet, right? I never finished that story about the guy with his PowerPoint. So he had the dog. And then this is where it got really interesting to me because for someone to do this, and, and I talked to him about this afterward, but he started uh, putting Bible verses up on those slides. And it talked about uh, abomination of, of man lying with man, woman with woman. And he did that at a GM plant where diversity and inclusion is everything. The meeting kind of got out of hand, and the guy directing it, <laughs> he's trying to bring it back in. All these other people said this is nonsense. I mean, they, they really, it, it showed the true colors of some of the people, but it was good. To me, I liked it. I'm like, man, this, this person, he wasn't ashamed to say it. And we shouldn't be ashamed either. We should not be ashamed to say we believe in the truth. We should not be ashamed to say we believe in the word of God. People are deceived today. And those that are perishing are the ones who are blinded the most. Shame on me if I say nothing. Shame on me if I do nothing to try to get somebody to understand the truth. Because I'm just letting them go on in their sins and believe in their lies. You know, God, he eventually, as we read here, he's going to let these people just hold on to these lies and just they'll get further and further into it, right? And they will. I'm telling you, there are churches, and not all of them I would consider a church, but that are accepting more and more of this message now and less and less of the word of God. They're saying, okay, well, you know what? We don't want to hurt our community. We don't want to have this name in our community. We don't, but I want to be known as a lover of the truth. That's what I want to be known as. If you think, you know, Jason, you're a jerk, okay. I mean, if I'm standing for the truth, that's okay. If I'm standing up for what's right, if I'm saying, hey, this doesn't make sense, that's okay. That's okay. It's okay for the world to hate us. And I'm going to tell you right now, the devil is going to intimidate you by a lot of people around you being noisy about what they believe in. But don't, don't back down to the devil. God's already defeated him. He knows his day is numbered. Believe me, the devil knows that at the end he's going to lose it all. So he's doing everything he can right now to take as many people with him. Let's do what we can to share the light, to shine it. I know that you see the news and you see these stories and, you know, you probably shake your head just like I do. You know, as funny as some of it may sound, it's very sad that we're in this state. It's very sad that our, that our nation thinks this way. A nation that, for the most part, believed in God that he led them to this land, that wanted freedom to worship God how they wanted. So see where we're at right now. That's sad. But let me tell you this. As sad as it is, Jesus Christ is coming back soon. Why? Because all these things are happening. That's all right. Let them happen. I mean, it's going to get crazy. Let's just keep on trusting in the Lord and letting him lead us and guide us. 
Let's not get overtaken by how the world's acting. But know this, that in the end, the Lord is going to conquer everything. And he's going to take it over, and then he's going to rule and reign, and we will be with him forever for those of us who have put our faith in him. Maybe tonight you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior. I want to tell you something. If you push away the truth, there may come a time in your life where God just gives you over to delusion. You don't want to, you don't want to tamper with that. If God speaks to your heart, don't turn him away. Because there may be a time where God just says, okay, here's your delusion. We don't want to be that. The good thing tonight is Jesus loves us. He died for us. For those of us in this room, I want to strengthen you. As you go to work tomorrow, don't let the world intimidate you. Don't let them determine how you behave and what you say. Don't let them shame you. There is no shame in standing for Jesus. You know what? When I stand before him one day, if I turned away from him and, and, and didn't stand, I'm going to be ashamed. I will have something to be ashamed of then. But don't be ashamed of Christ. He's done everything for you. So when you go to work tomorrow, you don't have to buy into all that nonsense. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to say, hey, this is, no. Tell people about Jesus. You say, what if they get upset? That's okay. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't really care for the message. But we share it anyway, don't we? And if you don't know him, I'm telling you tonight, we're going to have a moment of invitation. I'll ask Joseph to play the piano. If he's, yeah, he's there. We'll have him play the piano. Uh, have a few moments of silence. You can come to the altar. You can pray at your seat. As you pray, you know what? Like I said, if you're saved, just say, Lord, give me the strength to stand up for the truth. If you don't know him, please talk to someone tonight. Because we would love to share that message with you and, and, and really get you to a place where you know that you put your faith in him.